All right, gang. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation. It could be business, it could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and uh, influence us aren't just salespeople in their job titles. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, uh, this is this is exciting for me. I, another intuitive introduction, someone that's on podcast uh, from a prior guest, um, uh, Michelle Baker, who introduced me to this uh, beautiful woman. Um, you know, she is an entrepreneur. She's a business coach. She's a volunteer. Um, you know, she's a blogger. She's an author, has an amazing book about, um, you know, a gratitude journal. Um she runs marathons, so we can talk about that. That's uh, something that's on my one of my goals for this year, to run my first marathon. Uh, she's a hospice volunteer, and she really helps uh, business owners and entrepreneurs uh, you know, with finances and growing their businesses. Uh, just an awesome human being. Please welcome none other than Priya Kumar to the podcast. Welcome, Priya. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And I'm glad we are doing this because we've chatted before. And so this is amazing. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Likewise, likewise. I, I love your energy. I love people. Anyone Michelle introduces me to, I am all game for that. Uh, she's a, a great guest. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So, um, you know, Priya, I'm asking every guest this this one question because I'm 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 really curious about where you would take it as a someone coming from the lens of being a coach to entrepreneurs. Uh, a lot of people don't realize a lot of the, the you know it's selling and really connecting deeply to people to 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 help them trust you with their businesses and you know tell you vulnerable things. Um, so there's a lot of of uh, of that uh, that goes into that. Um, so my question for you. Uh, Priya, when you hear the term you know, sell by being human, what does that mean for you? And what comes to mind when I say that to you? Sell by being human, just if I if I could think of one word or the environment that reminds me of is uh, doctors. We go in with our problems and we are completely vulnerable and we share it because we desperately need that solution because we are attached to something bigger, right? We have family, we have jobs, we are taking care of people. So we go for the solution and we trust our doctors, whatever they tell us, you need this medication, you need this shot, you need this surgery, this is what's going on. We believe it, you know, um, Unless it's something major, then you go for second opinions and whatnot. But most of the time we walk in, we walk out with a prescription, right? So that's what it reminds me of as we we are putting almost like our life in someone else's hands and hoping to get some sort of solution for the problem and challenges or even obstacles that they're, that we are facing in that moment of our life. So that's what it makes me think of when you say sell by being human. 
Yeah. I mean, being real with people like doctors, like are in the business, if you're, you know, really into it for the right reasons, obviously like to, to, um, you know, really help save lives and, and give and make, help people be healthy. And so, you know, you don't feel like they're up to something and there's something underhanded, um, you know, hopefully in that, like the best of doctors, um, you know, they're, they're, really asking the right questions to, to dig into, you know, whatever ailment that you have. They're not telling you necessarily that this is what you have. They're trying to diagnose. They're just diagnosing your situation. And, and, and the best doctors are setting up that environment, their conditions where it's safe to, for someone to, to tell you a little bit about their background, you know, maybe how many drinks that you have in your personal <laughs> life or many cigarettes you smoke a day or whatever, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're just, you're looking to be helped. You're looking for a real person to, to tell you, um, you know, to, to, you know, help their help, help, you know, find, what um, what's going wrong based off of their expertise. So uh, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, Priya, so you're doing that, a lot of that in your, your day-to-day, I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, you know, diagnosing, um, you know, financial literacy of, of some of these entrepreneurs that you're with. And um, before I get into kind of what you're doing on a day-to-day, I'm really curious about, like you, you do have a very, um, comfortable approach about you, if I can say that, you know, like people, um, I feel like, you know, I can tell Priya maybe more things and and that's the key to really anything, no matter what pro- profession you're in, creating conditions where people kind of lower their guards, um, it's easy to talk to you. So I'm curious for you, Priya, where did you learn some of the skills? Maybe talk about where you learned some of the life skills that serve you well as a business owner today, where did you learn some of those things maybe growing up? Give us a little bit of a flavor of, um, you know, kind of where you, you you feel like you learned some of the life skills and the values that you've, uh, that, that serve you well today. Oh, I would say my biggest teacher um, has been my dad because he's a very generous guy. He never turns anyone away. You know, if he meets someone and they they told him, you know, this is what's going on, this is what my situation is, I won't be surprised to find them inside my house having dinner. <laughs> you know, my dad is just that type of person. He just has a huge heart. And and there were many times when I said, Well, Dad, you can't really trust them, you know. And he's all like, That's okay. I'm just doing my part. This is my karma. What I do is my karma. What someone else does to me is their karma. And I'm not going to decide for them what their karma is going to be. And that has been one of the foundations that I put my belief systems on, you know, uh, because we are surrounded by people uh, who will take advantage of us. You know, there are people who are just really giving and there are also people who are takers and they will take at any cost. They don't care what you're, how you're going to suffer and what it's going to cost you. They're, they're just going to take it, right? Um, so that's the approach that I started to take and like throughout my career and, uh, and uh, in my business now. Uh, so my dad was the first person. And then growing up, my journey was a little, people say when, you know, like life is a roller coaster. And I'm like, yes, it truly is. But it's how we determine we decide for ourselves how we're going to get out of it. And we always um, need help. 
life is the only only roller coaster that you cannot get off of <laughs> you're on it right? yeah. until you die um and but there are people who help you and they're like you know what you're gonna be okay you're fine and growing up i had mentors so i was bullied uh in my teens and whatnot and there was a point when i was suicidal in my life as well uh but what got me out was other people that i met who saw me before i saw myself one of the other persons would be uh, my boss, you know, uh, the friends that I had, they were very influential, you know, they always saw me as better than I saw myself. And they subtly challenged me and put me in situations where those, uh, the real part of me is challenged to come up slowly, you know, and then I, I'm, I've always been very curious about learning. So they'll say, you know what, uh, you're trying to achieve this. Have you read this book? Maybe this this book will give you some guidance or whatnot. You know, I'm like, so I'll read it and I'm like, wow, that was actually really good, you know? And then I'll look up podcasts and I'll watch YouTube videos and like all these other, because information is just out there. And that's the beautiful part of uh, being in this time when we have access to technology and everything is available pretty much at our fingertips we have to really decide how we're going to use it, right? Uh, so I have mentors who don't even know they're my mentors because I watch their videos, I read their books, and I really take it as if they are literally talking to me. And because of the challenges that I faced after you know, being bullied and stuff like that, it really hurt my self-confidence. I didn't really see that I was the person who could really make a difference. So it wasn't until I get if I got through even worse challenges, you know, I became a mom. Uh, that wasn't the worst part, but going through a divorce right after I became a mom, that was really tough. And then having to rebuild my life and rebuilding was not just, oh, let me just get out of this situation that's no longer serving me right now. Uh, but it was more um, rebuilding my personality, like going on a self-search of who am I really and how do I want to show up for my child and that's how I'm going to show up for the world people around me so that's where I was like okay this is what I'm going to go forward with all the clients so my life's mission is that anyone I meet I want to leave them better than I found them I don't care what situation they're in Uh, I'm going to try my best to help them and so I'm going to show up with my heart first. So I'm an, I'm a heart-centered entrepreneur. <laughs> I really dive in and get to know people because even though I coach money, that's where my knowledge is. That's where my strength is. But it's like, okay, there's there's a bigger part of this. You're, you're human first. What What is money really going to do for you? And why are you stuck here? No one chooses to be stuck in a, in a non, uh, what is it, in a non-helpful situation. Yeah. Know? I, I think it's so key what you you were saying there. Like a lot of people don't know how to activate some of that heart-centered stuff. And I've never heard it put that way. And and really maybe can you explain like um, you know, your, I don't know what your 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 family's from, um, you know, and and kind of like um understanding the concept of karma, maybe like explain that to people. Cause like I just you we use it so freely, but it it's 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 a real like spiritual way of being for people, right? Um, in a certain part of the world. So like, I just say, oh yeah, like, you know, that, that, that's good karma. That's good karma and that sort of thing. But you, you kind of said like, you know, you really framed it up in a way that like we all have decisions of how we want 
to come back or something like that, or how we want to live our life and how we want to like re be, you know, maybe reborn or something like that. So, you know, explain that, like what your dad was meaning <laughs> when he said like, yeah, that's my karma that they're okay entitled to their karma. Uh, that's yes. So, uh, so I'm East Indian, okay. uh, but I have, I'm not from India. I was actually born and raised in Fiji. Uh, okay. so, so my family moved here in California when I was uh, about 12 years old. Okay. And uh, so that it was a huge culture shock because I'm going from one environment that's uh, raised a different way, that lives a different way, that's very extremely like community based. Right. And then being in this environment where it's very different, um, it's more there's more freedom. There's more openness, you know? So it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta mix it up both. Cause I'm like, I want to be, I see all these good things here. And I see some of the things in my culture that's kind of, uh, uh, that could not be freeing, that could be holding someone back and whatnot. Uh, so I had to really find a balance in both. So where I, my parents don't feel like that I've completely changed or where I even feel like that I've completely changed, right? So that's where part of it came was like, okay, how am I going to find this balance? You know, the success that I'm looking for, the way I want to show up in this world. And I had to go back to what were some of the things that my dad had taught me. And, um, and he talked a lot growing up. He always talked about karma because I always said, you know, like, dad, you're so nice. People take advantage of you. You know, you're just too good. Don't you see it? Like, don't you already know this person has already done wrong to you before and you still want to help them, you know? And that's what he always said. You know, what he does is his karma. What I do is my karma. And I am deciding for myself, not for them. If it's their intention to take advantage of my kindness, then that's their intention. My intention is to still show up with a good heart without yeah. judgment, you know, and sometimes that's hard to do, especially when we have uh, gone through hardships, when we've been betrayed and things like that. It's hard to find that trust where you are going to trust someone. So that was something that I had to learn to like, okay, I am growing in this culture and I'm learning all these things, how can I grow? And that trust part of it coming in, right? Because especially like being a woman and I was, I feel like I was always very sheltered. I didn't really have a lot of freedom to experience the world, you know? So it's like, okay, how can I, and a, a big part of that is also like, I lost my only sibling really young. My, my younger brother, I was 21 and he was 20 and we were really close. So when he died, that's when I really felt like, oh, shit, like the world is going to come after me. Like I have no survival skills, in a way. <laughs> you know, but I had to put it out there that, OK, if I am going to go with with good intentions, good will come to me. My karma will bring me good people. And if it doesn't, then my karma is trying to teach me that there are these other types of people out there. But me meeting them could also be that I may have said something or them connecting with me. They are probably taking also something back from me, some goodness back from me. Maybe that's why we connected. So I, it's, it's like a coin, right? There's two sides for it. That's why I always say that anyone I come across, I want to leave them better than I found them. Yeah. 
It's it, it, it makes me think that, you know, because thank you, I haven't had it explained to me like that way. But, you know, you're 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 giving you're you're giving trust in other people, but you're also trusting a lot in yourself, you know, because you're like, this is what I believe. I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to let people like, it, you know, uh, people can't really take advantage of you then, you know, they can do bad things and they might be able to do nefarious things or they might be able to do like you know, inconsiderate things. Right. Um, but if you're living that way, like the only person you have to be accountable to is yourself. And the only person that really matters, then, um, you know, you're, you're doing it for other people. That's your purpose. But in the end of the day, like you're, you're, you're trusting a whole lot in yourself and that, you know, whatever you do will, you know, turn out the right way that, you know, the, like in, in the end, whether or not you learn from someone that took advantage of you or whether or not you, um, you know, something good happened to you or came back to you because you were good to somewhere else at the end of the day, it's, it's, you're putting a whole lot of trust in yourself. Cause I do see a lot that just kind of pivoting a little bit into, um, you know, people who sell, a lot of people have distrust of salespeople before you ever talk to someone because you've been burned in the past or you've been jaded in the past. And honestly, it goes both ways. Salespeople have a lot of distrust sometimes of buyers because they've been, um, you know, ghosted or they've been, you know, um, you know, taken advantage of where someone is like, give me all these things before I tell you. Maybe in your business, you've had clients who you thought were amazing. They'd be perfect fit for Priya and they never, you know, end up paying you anything. They just kind of lead you down a path and nothing ha ever happens. And you're like, you could totally let that experience um, jade you. But, um, you know, I'm sure on the flip side of that coin, uh, there have been people where that uh, your approach uh, maybe has resonated. And even though the two people looked similar, but one person never became a client and the other person became a client, maybe referred you a client. What do you think about that way of viewing? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yes, yes, it has for sure. I think it happens to everyone. It's normal. <laughs> I think when we, we think about sales, it's the mindset and the intention. So when a salesperson goes out, they have a quota to meet. So the only thing that they're thinking is, oh, I need to sell. So I need someone to say yes. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to do whatever it takes to sell this product. So they're going with that intention. But if someone and the customer, when they approach that customer, the customer has a mindset that, oh, this person is really trying to sell me something, but my intention is not to be sold, <laughs> right? <laughs> and my approach is that if what I went someone leads me down that path where, you know, I provide all this information. They just want to keep meeting and whatnot. And, and I can already tell like, okay, this, I know this person is just leading me. They're not going to become a client. They're not going to pay me or whatnot. What I see that as is uh, customer service and experience. This person has allowed me to practice on them for free. <laughs> And the information, everything that I have provided them, I have just donated my knowledge and my time. So that's, I did community service. I volunteered. So I never try to think like, oh, they took something away because they can't really take anything from me without me allowing them to take it. Right. Um, and then the ones who say yes, then those are the people who actually really do see me and they really do see the value that I'm bringing in. And they are the ones who wanted to connect with someone like me. So then that's, that's a client and they see the value of it. So they're willing to pay. 
you know, the givers and the takers, because they know they're going to, whatever they're learning from me, they're going to be able to give it to their clients. And when I work with my clients, uh, some, a lot of them actually do start with like, oh, I, I just want to grow my business. I want to make money. These are all the things that I need to do and whatnot. And I ask them, why are you in this? What are you really trying to do? And when I ask them what their vision is, they always say the vision that I have for my business. And I'm like, no, I don't care what your business's vision is. Whatever that is, you will accomplish it. I want to know what your vision is for your client, your customers. Once they are done working with you, how has their mm-hmm. life improved? Mm-hmm. What have they gained? Then they start thinking like, oh, okay, well, I haven't thought hard about that. Well, this is how <laughs> I want to leave my okay. clients. Yeah. So then their sales approach yeah. changes because now yeah. you're really trying to solve a problem. And to solve a problem, you got to diagnose it correctly, right? So you got to diagnose and to diagnose it, you got to ask a lot of questions, not just what you see on the surface, but deep down, what is really causing this problem? What is the cause of it? Because that's what you're really trying to solve. That's when they start seeing like, okay, now I see it. So then their sales approach changes. And that's why like I see uh, to sell is human, I think is what you said. I, yeah. I picture doctors because they do the diagnosis first and then mm-hmm. you go do all these tests and stuff. And they're like, these are all these things. And then your mind goes like, okay, well, maybe I haven't told them everything. If I tell them everything, they will really be able to tell me what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like that because you're probably, you're doing that with your clients. I am really curious about what something you said, um, you know, about identifying like, you know, takers and, and, and that sort of thing. I love that. I'm looking at Adam Grant's book, give and take. Um, I don't know if you've read that, but just, you know, labels, you know, people in general, because yes, people are like, how much can I get from Priya? And I I know you're not in business, like your time's super valuable. So like, I'm sure at some point you, you know, something clicks, like I've seen this before, like something clicks, like, okay, this person is just looking for a free consulting or isn't a fit. And then I'm curious to know, like, you know, how you like, either end the relationship or maybe like say, Hey, like, you know, um, uh, yeah, in a very polite way, like I'm completely willing to, to continue this information, maybe a better way for or more useful, uh, you know, use of our time is for you to continue to be connected through my blog and like some of my, you know, like, uh, free content and like, here's what you're doing. But like, you know, typically like these sessions are things that, uh, you know, are paid uh, from our, our, our paid clients and things like that. So I'm curious how you deal with that. So I'm going to put a, 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 a like, I, you know, maybe you can kind of like, you know, un- understand that because like, I'm, I'm sure people, again, we're, we're talking about like not taking being taken advantage of, but also leading with a service mindset, and a kind heart. And, you know, I'm sure at the end of the day, like, you don't know people, you have to get to know people at the end of the day, you're really just trying to improve lives. And like to improve lives, you have to get to know people, you have to talk with them, you have to ask questions. But then you also have to be true to yourself and like, be, um, you know, aware when um, people aren't necessarily treating you fairly. So, um, you know, how do you deal with those people that or like, how do you politely um, still stay like connected with people that might not be ready necessarily to do business with you today? When, when I, so everyone that I talk to, I all, I always offer them a free 30 minute consultation. 
And the reason is because money is very complicated. Uh, money is really actually energy. And uh, this is that one energy, if you figure it out, then you're going to be well off. You're going to really make this energy work for you in very many ways, right? You're going to be able to grow your business. You're going to be able to grow yourself. You're going to be able to give yourself the things that you want to give your loved ones, the things you want to give them uh, and even your community. So it gets, it gets bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger, right? You're able to make a bigger impact in this world because we only have so many hours I and mean, we all have 24 hours and it's not enough to make a difference for the whole world. But I can always donate and do all these things, right? So when I am talking to someone, um, I, you know, just briefly, I ask them, you know, uh, I really just have them tell me about themselves and why they got into business and how are they doing in their business? Uh, what are some of the challenges that they are facing? And I do ask them, um, what were some of the uh, money mindsets and belief systems that they grew around? Because what your environment has done is it has shaped you to think a certain way about money. Some people will say money is evil, rich people are bad, things like that. Well, why do you feel that way? Why do you believe that, right? So, and then I tap into like, okay, as an entrepreneur, what is your relationship with your money in your business? Is it uh, the relationship of abundance? Or is it a fearful relationship because you're like, oh my God, I, I just want to make sure no one takes advantage of me and take, doesn't take anything from me because I'm working so hard to make this money and things like that, right? So, and I tell them what you fear, you can't have more of. And there mm -hmm. are general mm -hmm. information that I provide them, like a lot of information, how to structure themselves. And, and then I tell them, this is where you are and where you want to go. This is the process I will take you through to get you there. So they can either sign up right then and there, or they can take time to think about it. If they have any more questions, I will meet them one more time to answer any of those questions. And that is my, that second one is my yes or no, right? Okay, we're going to work together or we're not going to work together. Because I always want to make sure that they fully understand what this relationship is going to look like. And what is it going to look like for them? Because they're going to have to do work to get there, you know. Um, and sometimes people are just not ready. And I let them know that's okay. You know, you can come back when you're ready and we can go over this. That may be a better time for you. Uh, if not, I do have monthly workshops that I do for free. There are other coaches and other resources that are out there that's available that doesn't cost a thing. And I can, you know, refer them to that. Um, so yeah, I, I still leave them with a lot, but I have, those are my rules. Like that one day, even though it's 30 minutes, if it goes over and me explaining it, I'm still going to do it. Cause I never want anyone to walk away and feel like, wow, that was really confusing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want them to have some sort of clarity where they can be like, okay, I learned something today, but I'm not fully clear. So let me ask again. You know, because no yeah. one's going to really work with you if they don't really know how you can help them. Uh, so, yeah. So my limit is to, you know, I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a lot of information. And I tell them if you have time and you want to research all this information and figure out how to use it for yourself. Great. 
because it's all out there. You can read books, you can do all these things and you can learn it. But time is of essence, right? How much time do you want to spend figuring it out? Right. Because that's gonna that's when you're not making money. Or you right. can work with me and we figure it out together because I already have all those tools for you and I can show you how to use it. Yeah, I like that because you kind of give them that like two different roads or two different paths. Like there is credibility that you bring to the table by, you know, having experience in finance and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, certainly there are there is free things out there, but you're curating it. You're giving them that 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 expertise and knowledge. And like like you said, time is money, like it is energy, but also time, uh, you, you know, um, you know, like as a business owner every day, like you're really kind of up against the clock, you know, a lot of times, whether it's funding or just kind of the next step in business. And so, so, so you provide that, that speed, I'm sure of executing their plan, their business plan and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I love that. Talk a little bit about like how you, uh, like approach people that you are clients with? Like, how do you think, like, what, why do you think your approach resonates in terms of how you structure relationships to help people like actually do the things that, you know, at the end of the day, like that, you, like you said, they have to put in work. So there's a lot of people out there that like really at the end of the day, they can't control or they can't do the thing that they're selling, you know, like you're selling, you know, kind of uh, advice, like at the end of the day, like your outcome, like you said, your, what, what are the outcomes? If I asked you Priya, what, what are the outcomes that you're looking for from your clients? What would you tell me? What, what is that? Like simply. Uh, the outcome that I'm looking for, for my clients are that I want to provide them financial literacy and for them to walk away and step into a succession plan. So we are going to go through all of this. What they take away is what I'm teaching them that's going to make them money for the rest of their life. They're not going to pay me for the rest of their life. <laughs> Yeah, they can, <laughs> you know, so it's the tools like you just like when you learn how to drive, you, you don't yeah. forget to drive overnight, yeah. you know, and yeah. I have clients who will say, you know, Priya, I haven't because I follow up with all of them, how they're yeah. doing, has something yeah. come up that I could help them with, you know, sometimes yeah. they're expanding and they're like, okay, so this is what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. I'm like, okay, have you looked at all these factors? So I really show my clients the bird's eye view of the relationship they have with money how that's affecting their business, the relationship they have with profit and growth in their business. And I show them the bird's eye view of how finances move throughout their business and how the decisions they're making is actually um, hurting them. Because the ones that, that are prosperous, they're not coming to me. These are the ones who are hurting actually, right? So I'm always looking like giving them all this knowledge where if even if they're not working with me, they'll be able to see it. But what we're doing, so when I show them all that stuff, so now it's like I have diagnosed you. This is what all your problems are. But now these are the steps that we are going to take. And I always, my goal is always to um, take this action in bite-sized digestible pieces. And I let them decide how big of a bite they can take. Because what's, what's mine is mine. What's theirs is theirs. So the choice is always theirs. And if they, dis, if they set a goal that's too big and they're not able to meet it when we meet again, then we look into that, like what held you back? What were the challenges you faced? 
okay, well, let's break this goal down even in smaller pieces that will be more doable for you. Because the funny thing with mindset is when you take action and you see the results, then your mindset changes because then you trust yourself even more now. And the person who's mentoring you like, okay, I see the change. I can do this because that's the whole goal. I'm like, I want you to be able to do this without me. I don't want to work with you forever. You know, yeah. and yeah. another approach is when everyone is not going to need your product. So it's mm-hmm. or service. That's why mm-hmm. you got to be very clear exactly what problem you're solving. So you are not trying to knock on the wrong door pretty much and trying to sell to the wrong person. You just once you find out this is not your ideal customer, you keep it moving. Right. And one thing that I've learned. So I worked as a business investigator for over 15 years. When I first got the job, I was actually, I started as a business tax collector. And I kid you not, the first day I cried on the job because I felt like such a mean person calling these people and telling them they owe government money and they're (laughs) telling them how they don't have a job and they have kids and they're living, like scraping by. Like I was like, I'm such a horrible person. How can I call them (laughs) and ask for money? They got nothing. So that was like the nurturing part of me. And then I was like, okay, I got to change my approach because what I did right now, like after that phone call was like, I allowed them to make me feel miserable. I don't know if their story is true, but I'm not doubting them. But I still did not leave them better than I found them. I did not give them anything that's going to help them. So then my approach was like, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is what has happened. This is where you are right now. This is what's going to happen. And these are your options. Mm. Which option Mm. would you choose? Yeah. Yeah. So then I started taking like an educational approach. Like, okay, I don't expect, I'm not sitting here thinking that you deliberately made this mistake. You know, you probably had no idea that this law existed or you had to pay the government this for this tiny piece of your business. And now you're stuck with this. So I took more of an educator role. And then I was like, okay, let me explain to you exactly what's going on. And let me tell you what your options are. And if that's not taken, then what's going to happen in the next step that's going to be from us, you know? And that's when they were more willing to listen. Like, okay, you are now educating you. Because the first time I called them, they felt like I was judging them. Like, okay, you're calling me asking for money. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk to you. You're just making me feel bad about myself, which I've already felt bad about because I didn't know that this happened. You know, so it was like, okay, let me just treat you as a person with 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 respect and integrity and and just educate you. Let me just give you this information and I let you decide. And that's what I do with my clients. I tell them this is where you are. This is where you want to go. And these are the steps that are, you're going to have to take in the middle. These are the options. These are only so many ways that we can go about it. You mm. pick which way you want to take. Yeah. And they feel more empowered in that. Like, okay, I have a choice. No one likes to be told what to do. I, I don't certainly don't like being told what to do. My six-year-old doesn't like being told what to do. No, I bet no. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's, that's my approach. Uh, Priya, you you might be the first tax collector I've bet with good karma um, in that approach. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, you you just outlined it so well, like give people choices. Like anybody could do this in business. Like Priya, what you just said about being a tax collector, when you did that, and I want to know what a business investigator does because I bet you you kind of use that similar approach again. Like here's where you are. Here's what uh, you know you want to go. Um, <clears throat> here's what's going to happen to you. Like if you make these different decisions and these paths based on what I know, what I've seen, and 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 just so you know, like so you're coming with some some expertise, some knowledge, some authority. There. There. But then at the end of the day, you're handing over your power, your, your, your authority, um, and you're giving it to them. You're, you're handing over, you're giving them autonomy, um, you know, to, to really make those choices. And you're doing that today. Like even in your business today, you're just, you're, you're listening to them and you're outlining different choices and, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're not telling you're, um, you know, you're, you're um, investigating, let's say, but you're, also probably unlocking a lot of things, like you said, like it happened for you, other people, like, I think like those people, like you said in the beginning, like, you, you know, you didn't, you were being bullied or you were just like suicidal, you were all, all these things on yourself. You didn't get there on your own, you know, um, certainly not like your friends, your people had to um, like, again, see something in you that you didn't see in yourself and maybe unlock that in you investigate you enough uh, to give you choices of like, Hey, like, you know, Hey, if you go down this path and these paths or do these things, like, like this is what's going to happen. And here's where you are. You know um, you have the choice to go down. Like you, you need to, I, I see something in you. Like you're a person. I I'm, I'm, I'm here from you for you. Um, and uh, you know, you let you kind of decide to where to take that again, that like that first step to, to decide, you know, um, like, you know, yeah, I don't know what you think about kind of like what you were doing in your, your role, like as a tax collector, but I'm sure it's similar things that you're doing uh, as an investigator, or as a, as a coach. So yeah. the tax collector was mainly collecting taxes, people yeah. owe taxes, you know, uh, taking yeah. collection actions, things like that. Uh, as an investigator, I wasn't collecting anymore. Now I was trying to find out the mistakes they were making, oh. what's going wrong, you mm. know. And even then, I took the same approach. Let me educate you because I want you to stay in business. You know, even though you're getting investigated, it's necessarily not a bad thing. This is happening now is because you have made a series of same mistakes. <laughs> Oh, wow. So clearly there's a problem. So let me show you what the problem is. Of course, there is, you know, consequences of, you know, not being clear and not finding, not knowing and things like that. You know, once, once you get in trouble, you're in trouble. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is what has happened. This is how you can make it better. <clears throat> so I always gave them that like, okay, I am giving you all the information that you need to know. This is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. And this is how it will hurt you if you don't take any action. But these are the actions that you may want to look at and decide, okay, which action you're going to take first, because in the long run, it's really going to help you prevent getting in this type of situation again. And I always tell them, talk to an expert. The truth of life is that when you are trying to lose weight, Everyone is a dietitian and all of that. You know, when you get sick, everyone is a doctor. When you're going through a divorce, everyone is a lawyer. <laughs> you know? So I tell them, talk to an expert, get clarity, talk to more than one expert. 
So you know more. And when, like Oprah says, you know, when, when you know better, you do better. You know, so I'm like, I always, even as an investigator, I always took an educational approach. And, uh, and as a business coach, I take all that knowledge back with me to small business owners. And that's what I coach them on. Like, okay, this is financially where you are. These are the things that you need to look at. You know, I don't, I, I'm not a tax analyst. I'm not an accountant. I'm not an auditor. So I don't coach them on the tax stuff of it. Because if they have the right person and I tell them, like, you should ask questions. And the way to ask questions is to know really what's going on with your business. The more clarity you have about your own business, the more questions you can ask. Because you're going to understand what those numbers mean. You are not blinded by like, oh, my God, what do you mean I owe that much? Or what do you mean I'm getting audited? <laughs> you know, Like have that clarity, know enough about yourself and your business, because that's something that you're nurturing and growing. And that's not just a business. It's you are providing a tool to solve a problem in someone else's life. So yeah. you are needed, you know, so value yeah. yourself that much to educate yourself. Yeah, that's powerful stuff, Bria. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, as we're kind of winding down, like, what are some things that you might leave people with? Like, um, you know, if you could give it, it, advice to someone or coaching, if you're coaching people that may not have much sales experience, um, you know, maybe they're just new to it, they feel uncomfortable doing it. Um, what's some things that you think um, may serve them well? And what advice would you give? I'm my, I asked two questions. What, what advice would you give someone that's kind of just doesn't consider themselves a salesperson? What advice might you give to someone who has been selling for 20 years? They know everything there is to know about it. Um, you know, what, what, what things may, do you think that that, that skilled person may learn and are they the same? Someone who has been selling for 20 years, you have all the tools that you really need. So look back at your 20 years of experience. Where did you get success? How your approach has changed? Reevaluate it. Go back and analyze your approach and things you have done and what has brought you success and how you really see people. And are you really trying to uh, get sucked in into meeting quotas and things like that? You know, so once you take a step back and you look at the whole picture, you will see the missing pieces. You already know the type of person you are. And before that, really decide what you want to leave your customers with. What kind of impression do you want to live with? leave with them? Because even if they don't buy from you, they may know someone who has that need. So you want them to refer those, those people to you, right? So think about like, really what type of impression you want to leave on this person because people will remember that you know yeah. and for someone who does not consider themselves a salesperson like me I do not consider myself a salesperson I cannot sell to save my life you know but what I know is that I value myself I value what my responsibility is in this world and in this, where, you know, wherever phase that I am in, and I want to help people. And if I am struggling myself, I can't help anyone. If I can't help myself, there is no one around me that I can help. 
And that's why, like, when you read my intro, there's hospice volunteer, and I sit as a board member for another environmental nonprofit. And uh, those are all my free hours that I give, you know, and the only reason I'm able to contribute to that and be a part of a bigger cause is because I value my work. I value the amount of knowledge and experience. Everything has gone into it. And I continuously uh, grow myself. I'm always taking some kind of course, some kind of seminar, something comes up and I'm like, oh, that sounds very interesting. I don't know enough about it. Let me go learn it. You know, the new newest thing that we know now is cryptocurrency. I was like, ooh, that sounds very interesting. I want to learn about it. So I'm going to go teach myself, you know. So I'm always very curious about everything that's happening. And, and I teach myself and I teach others and I find other experts who can teach me, <laughs> you know. So if you stay curious, you will get there. And those who don't consider themselves a salesperson, don't see yourself as a salesperson. See yourself as a problem solver. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, uh, Priya, that I've brought professional salespeople that do this, uh, that's in their job title, and I contrast them with people like yourself, maybe that, you know, maybe says that to themselves. But honestly, you're, you're saying all the things that, um, you know, people that have been doing this for 20, 30 years professionally, um, staying curious, being lifelong learners, being just curious about people, being problem solvers, this is all, you know, these are all things that all of us have the capability of doing. And if we replace the word sales, I mean, you know, some people say like, that's not me. Like, I, I don't want to be, you know, sales is money. Sales is, you know, something, um, you know, me focused. Um, but really the best people are doing it, you know, being others focused, heart focused, um, you know, really leaning on being kind, generous, you know, having good karma, as you say. And, and um, you know, in my mind, those people are willing to, you know, just be vulnerable with you, give more information to someone like you than maybe another person who is um, just trying to, you know, kind of talk to them about all their successes that they've had for their clients and all the, the, the money that they've made for their clients and things like that. But that's not about that, that I, you didn't, you didn't say anything about money. When I talked about your outcomes, you talked about um, just being a successful, um, you know, business owners, and then, you know, their succession planning and, and really, you know, having the ability to, 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 to do these things themselves and being self-serving after, you've given them this expertise. So I think those outcomes will serve you very, very well in, um, in, in landing new business and, and ultimately new sales. Um, so uh, before I go, Priya, I ask people this fun question because I think selling by being human is also about, you know, really just being real with each other and, and, and being unique because no, there is no other Priya in the world. So this is a fun a way to connect you to maybe other people and to relate to people. So Priya, um, if I asked, you know, maybe your, 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 your son, your family members, your friends, like something that is just so totally Priya, something that would only happen to Priya, something that could only happen to Priya. What is that one thing that is just like so totally Priya that it's like, you know, no one else does this, but Priya, what, what is that thing or that event or that situation? Uh, they will say that I'm crazy. <laughs> but tell me more about that you know how so <laughs> they will say I'm crazy because anything that I have not done they know that they will see me doing it you know I run marathons I 
I've done all these other things. I've been on TV. I've done podcasts. I've there's like anything that's out there. I am not scared to try it. So if someone, you know, like I run marathons, if someone says, you know, you want to try Ironman, then I'll be like, well, I don't really know how to swim, but let me figure that out. And give me a couple of years and I will do that. You know, Like I'm that type of person because I truly believe everything in life is figure outable. You can figure out anything you want to, if you have determination and you want it bad enough, if you are hungry for it. So yeah, they will say, she is crazy. You you tell her to go run a marathon, she's going to do it. You tell her to go climb a mountain, she's going to do it. Because I've, I've done it. You know, I go hiking. I, you know, I took like a four-day trip and crossed three states. And I was hiking for four days in three different states. You know, and they're like, yeah, she's anything crazy, she's going to do it. That's funny. <laughs> Jumping out of airplanes. Yeah, done it. So yeah. Oh wow. I have not done that. Wow. I, you know, you got me beat. I I I I totally agree. Like, you know, if you if you put your mind to something, you put your heart, you put there is a purpose behind it. Like you, you um, you know, there's so many things that like life, uh, you know, is there's like you said, I am possible. I think I heard you say on another yes. possible uh podcast. And yeah, I that's and kind I just of my that is motto your, that I go by because you know, Im- impossible. And then I am possible. So I always remind myself that I am possible. I am possibilities. So anything that's possible, I'm going to do it. I can, we all have the power to make the impossible possible. Yeah. Wow. Powerful words. Um, Priya, um, I could talk to you for a while. Um, and I'm so glad I got to have this conversation. Where can people find you? Just continue to see all the possibilities that you have and, and really learn more about you. Where, where can people find you? They can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my first and last name, Priya Kumar. I'm on there. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. And it's Pivot My Profit, which is my business name. So they can just type in pivot.my.profit. Or if they just type in Pivot My Profit, it'll come up. And they'll see like there's my marathon pictures. I don't have like a business page or a personal page. You, you go on my page and you're going to get all of me. <laughs> you know, awesome. My son's pictures are all of that. And I'm on Facebook as Priya Kumar as well, too. So, um, yeah, but Instagram and LinkedIn will probably be the easiest because there are a lot of uh, Priyas. <laughs> That's a I very popular it. Indian name. <laughs> well, I'll put your information in the notes. Priya Kumar, such a great conversation. Thanks so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. Hey gang, all right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.